Welcome to Ripstop on the Record, a podcast where fabric enthusiasts and DIY gurus discuss all things make your own gear, with the occasional poor attempt at comedy to keep it interesting. I'm Kyle Baker, the owner and founder of Ripstop by the Roll, and we're excited to have you listening. Hello, hello, hello. Avery, we're back. That's right. We're back for another episode. And today we found just a few minutes with a random guy who knows about printing on fabrics. Exactly. You've never heard of him. You don't know him. His name may or may not be Kyle. (laughs) That's right. And we just wanted to talk to Kyle today because we're releasing a brand new custom design tool on our website. Outdoor Inc. has long been an industry leader, something that Kyle designed and first started, but we're about to make it even better. I've been developing the video tutorial for the design tool, and I got to say, it's kind of a game changer. Yeah, it's super exciting stuff. Um, And for anyone who's not picking up on sarcasm, Kyle Baker is the owner, the founder, and the CEO of Ripstop by the Roll and the brains behind Outdoor Inc. Let's get to the episode. Hey, Kyle, thanks for spending some time with us today. Oh, definitely my pleasure and looking forward to it. Awesome. So let's start with the, the basics here. For those that don't know, what is Outdoor Inc.? So Outdoor Inc. is our brand of dye sublimation printing and dye sublimation. What that is, is a print process where you take special ink and um marry that or print that on special paper. And then you put some heat and pressure on that uh, ink and special paper. And it sublimates the solid ink into a gaseous state uh, where it bonds with the polyester yarn in the fabric. Um, So that's a a long-winded way of saying um, it's our way that we can print on outdoor technical fabrics. I love how we're already getting sciencey because these are really the questions I was going to ask later on. So we'll see this for later on. But in short, Outdoor Ink is a way to take fabrics that historically have been relatively, let's say, uh, consistent colorways <laughs> and make them your own anyway. Is that right? Yeah, for sure. I mean, the core business of, of Ripstop by the Roll, you know, why or not why, but I mean, what we started around was bringing uh, high-end technical outdoor fabrics um, to the DIYer and small business owner. But that was limited to um, for, you know, first couple years that that we were in existence, um, solid colors. So things like red, blue, brown, purple, yellow, that type of stuff. And what Outdoor Ink does is allow you to print um, or create any color, so any solid color or any design on those same uh, high-end technical outdoor fabrics. Awesome. That's great to know. So one of our first questions here is understanding the printing process. So if we take a 1.43 ounce Dyneema and a coloring book pattern and get them to be one, how does that printing process work? So essentially what happens is that we have a computer program starts on, on the computer um, and we have the coloring book file. So that can be a, a JPEG. I mean, it, it doesn't, uh, it can be any number of different file types. So um, things that people, file types that people are familiar with, a ping or a JPEG, TIFF, something like that. Um, and we have a computer program that takes um, the information in that coloring book design and does some stuff to it. Uh, sends it to a special printer um, that 
is equipped. And this is basically like, uh, you know, any printer that you or, or I would use to print out eight and a half by 11s, um, you know, for our homework or uh, whatever. Um, it's just a lot bigger and it's been upfitted with special ink and special paper. Um, so you send the coloring book design uh, to that special printer um, and it prints it out onto the special acre, special acre, special <laughs> paper with the, the special ink. Um, and now you have that coloring book design uh, mirrored onto, onto dye sublimation paper. Um, and then you, what you're going to do as the final step, that's kind of the, the first of a two-step process. And then the second step is to marry that paper with the material that you're printing on. So you mentioned uh, 1.43 uh, Dyneema composite, um, but it could be anything. Um, so what you do in the second step is marry that paper with the material and uh, subject it to some heat and pressure for uh, a certain amount of time. And um, out comes the printed a Dyneema composite or whatever material you're, you're printing on. I'm leaving out some, <laughs> some steps and uh, some uh, know-how and, and things that we picked up over time um, and, and simplifying things. But yeah, I mean, gen in general, that's, uh, that's the way that the process works. Okay. I think that's a good high level oversight of how things are working. And I think people can get the picture from that is um, just a little sidebar question for you. Are all the fabrics that we have able to be printed on? And what I mean by that is, uh, are there some fabrics that we can print on and some fabrics we can't? And can you kind of explain and divulge on that? Sure, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, the process, the current process that we use for out the rink is, is called dye sublimation, um, like I mentioned. And that is best suited to polyester fabrics or fabrics that have a high polyester content. Now you can do it on, on nylon and we do print on some nylons, um, but you don't get quite as good of a transfer and adherence and things like that. So there's just some things that you have to be really uh, careful of. Um, nylon also has a lower melting point than polyester. So, you know, heat and um, uh, the heat that's involved, you have to be more careful with nylon than polyester, but we do, we do it on some nylons, but mostly polyester. So that is the, the limiting factor with the current process that we use, which is uh, dye sublimation. Interesting. That's super interesting to know. Yep. Do you have another question, Avery? No, I was just going to say, I think that will help explain to a lot of listeners. I'm um, including myself. Cause I have to be reminded of this when I'm like, why? Like asking Kyle, why don't we print on this fabric? And he's like, it's yeah. nylon. So <laughs> yeah. um, I, I think that's a uh, good information for people who are wondering as far as like what fabrics we can and cannot print on and maybe why not that we just don't want to, but the lower melting point and things like that. Yeah. And what you'll see with um, fabrics that don't have 100% polyester content, like say, the 6.5 ounce uh, melange uh, woven with, with Dyneema, that's like a 50-50 mix between polyester and Dyneema. And the Dyneema yarn actually doesn't take any ink. It won't absorb um, that gaseous ink at all. So all of the ink is going into the, the polyester content on the polyester yarn exclusively. Uh, and that's why you get the, the heathered, I think that's the right term, uh, heathered look um, to the output fabric, like the printed fabric, because uh, the Dyneema yarn remains white, does not absorb any ink. Um, the polyester yarn is turning red or purple or whatever it is that you are trying to um, print, whether that's a color or a design. 
Yeah, that melange prints so nicely. For anybody yeah, that hasn't it's, it's seen that, it's nice. on our Instagram, but it maintains that really crisp texture. Yeah. Uh, and just for reference, we print on 32 different fabrics, ranging from stuff like the 0.66 membrane all the way up to something like that uh, 6.5 ounce woven melange. Oh, so 32 see now. All that's, those. that's wild. Yeah, I just counted. So it's fresh off the fresh off the data. Bad. <laughs> Very good. So this is, it appears to be a relatively new technology advancement in the industry. A few years ago, printing on outdoor technical materials wasn't really a thing. Is that right? 100%. Yeah. I mean, I think that we've gone into this, uh, maybe in like the first episode of the podcast, but a core thing that uh, we are trying to do uh, and I'm trying to do, um, and I've tried to do from the beginning with Ripstop by the Roll is innovate and bring new things to both the DIY community and the small uh, business owners, so cottage vendors and things like that, um, is you know, just in innovation and the things that, that don't currently exist. I really get a kick out of that. Um, so yeah, to answer your question, uh, five years ago or you know, where, whenever it was that we were uh, coming up with or starting to look into digital printing on uh, some of these high-end uh, technical outdoor fabrics, it just, it wasn't a thing, um, right? So we've developed a a lot of um of new know-how and and things like that through trial and error and uh, you know we've we've wasted some fabric we've wasted some some time but i mean i say wasted but uh it was it, it's it's fun um you know it's it's always fun to do something new and uh, i think that we've done a we've been fortunate to do a lot of new things a lot of cool things um, uh, with outdoor ink and and that print process and bringing in those those fabrics and materials um to to the masses do you remember what inspired you to even look into it because i mean maybe it's just me but if i thought about trying to do that i would tend to just be like yeah it's not that's not possible or this sounds really yeah, hard yeah. i mean what even inspired you to think like this is definitely possible and we could definitely make this happen so i think if, if i remember correctly the if i were to pinpoint one thing it was a forum post that i read on hammockforums.com where a guy was asking if we could print like a tartan plaid or not print, if we could um, sell a, a tartan plaid fabric, right? And I'm like, well, how would you even do that? I mean, I, at this time we're, we're selling the, the reds, reds, green, brown, and black, uh, purple, that type of thing, just solid yeah. colors. Um, so I knew a little bit about screen printing uh, and we were doing some woodland camos and Marpad and things like that. But uh, with screen printing, uh, you're limited in the number of, of colors uh, that you can do. And it's just, it's a much more limited um, print process in terms of the scope of, of what you can do. So when I went off and looked at, you know, what is a tartan, you know, plaid, uh, <laughs> McLaren tartan plaid um, to be specific, something like that. What does that, what does that really look like? You know, that'd be really hard to do um, with screen print. So that kind of went down the, that took, a, took us down the road of figuring out how to do that. And then we went to, uh, looked into it a little bit more, went to a trade show, talked to some different people and made some follow-up calls, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And, um, you know, before, before we knew it, we were actually getting an output on one of our, um, I think it was a 1.6 ounce uh, ripstop polyester was the first fabric that we ever print on. We ever printed on digital printed on. So yeah, I mean, and this stuff just like wasn't a thing when we started, uh, I mean, digitally printed like digital printing was going on uh, for textiles, but we're talking about mostly, um, you know, like uh, 
pajama pants and like cottons and um, <laughs> yeah, curtains and like pillows, um, like couch, you know, couch pillows, stuff like that. But nobody yeah. was doing, um, you know, high end uh, quilt fabric or, um, you know, rain jacket uh, fabric, or yeah. tarp, you know, silk poly, like anything like that. Yeah. So it was all really, really exciting. Awesome. I love that. I love to hear kind of the story that I've never heard before, um, the initiation story about outdoor ink. So that's exciting. Do you have a good story about the trial and error process that you went through? Hmm. Good story. Um, I think. Any highlights, lowlights? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, like uh, there's definitely a lot of, a lot of lows, um, a lot of like figuring out because you know the thing about creative like the flip side of creating new things right is that you don't have a, a rule book you don't have anyone showing you uh, what to do or like holding your hand and you can't like look to uh, somebody else to say oh that's that's possible right now I, I just have to figure out how to do it um, a lot of times we were we weren't sure whether it was actually possible um so that that's that's the good and and bad so i mean the good side is that when you don't have a rule book and you're successful right it's that much more fulfilling um but the, you know, the other side of it is that it can take a lot of a lot of time and induce um a lot of strife so um yeah i mean a good story i would say that one thing that happened um is that the first time we printed on uh it seems crazy like looking back on it but like, the first time we we wanted to get um some printed sil poly right um so that's uh, it, for those of, the, of you that don't know sil poly is used uh, a lot of, a lot for tarps and uh, tent rain flies and um you know rain jackets and things like that um but we didn't think in the beginning that we could print on it because it's like, you know, it's a coated fabric, it's coated in silicone. So, I, you know, I don't know. like the natural inclination is that, well, you, the ink can't penetrate it, you know, that, that type of thing. Um, so the first time that we ever did a, uh, a printed silk poly, we actually printed on the uncoated fabric and then coated it afterwards. Like, you know, if we print a, a Paisley design or, or whatever, um, I think we did like 25 different designs, you know, like 20 yards of, of each, uh, each design, something like that, just because we really wanted to, to get that out there. Um, so we printed on the uncoated fabric and then coated it afterwards, which is not the, not the most efficient way to, <laughs> to go about it, like whatsoever. Um, but yeah, at the time we just didn't, didn't know any better. And like I said, no one, no one else was, I don't think, definitely no one else was doing this to my knowledge. Um, I don't even think anyone else was, thinking about doing it um and the reason i'm pretty confident in that is, which leads to the, the point of the story is that um the the mill where we were actually getting um getting this stuff uh coded was like under the impression they also did digital printing um and they were under the impression that it wasn't possible uh, and it was just one day i can't remember exactly how it happened but we just decided to like run a piece through on and to see what would happen right we were expecting nothing to happen like you put in uh, the base fabric it's white and with your paisley design or you know american flag like whatever and then nothing would happen but something happened the print came out and um so yeah like we went back to the mill and was like yeah this is actually possible and they're like no it's not i'm like yeah it is uh, because <laughs> we did it. Did it. and then yeah and then they came back um a few days later and they're like 
oh, Kyle, we tried it. You're right. It's possible. Like, yeah, <laughs> cool. So we, you know, this is, um, that was a, a, a totally, um, lucky, fortunate thing that we happened to run a piece through and, uh, you know, found, uh, found a, a new, uh, pot of gold, like, so to speak. Um, so that was cool. Unexpected. That, yeah. That is super fun. Cause I mean, that's like, uh, that's kind of your school book or textbook example of the scientific method, right? You just kind of had a hypothesis and you just went on experimenting and experimenting and burning fabrics and checking all that out until you got somewhere. Do you remember what the first patterns, I mean, you mentioned Paisley, you mentioned the tartan plaid, were those some of the first things that you were really trying to, to transfer? Yeah. Paisley we had some like Chevron patterns. Um, that's like kind of like the zigzag uh, stuff in different patterns uh, or different colors, I should say. Um, and then actually we're getting a lot of our original files from Justin, um, Justin Oliveri. He is RBTR employee number one. Um, and he is still with us and going strong uh, and he heads up our sales and support department now, but he also has a degree in graphic design. So uh, he was a key part um, and component in not only doing the original uh, research with me into the digital printing process and how we were going to adapt dye sublimation to uh, the types of fabrics that um, that we carried, um, but also in making and creating some of the original patterns. Um, so he did a lot of, of stuff with, um, you know, fallen leaves. I'm just trying to rattle off a couple uh, fallen leaves. Um, Let's see. He did the Starry Night um, remake, and you know, adapting that to like a, a print that that could be used for a four yard hammock or a tarp, and there are a bunch of others. Um, but that's where a lot of the first designs and and artwork came from. Was was Justin O. Shout out. And uh, now I was just talking to him yesterday, actually. And as of right now, we have an estimated three hundred designs on the custom upload tool, which is kind of exciting. So there's a ton of options like coloring book and topo is my personal favorite. There's, there's a lot of them, yeah. but Kyle out of, I mean, we've been doing this for a couple of years now and outdoor ink spans a lot of people. I mean, there's definitely people making tarps and, and shelters and whatnot, but there's also people making really unique things out of outdoor ink. Do you have a favorite application of what you've seen somebody like somebody's asked for an outdoor ink print or something like that? That's just been particularly interesting to you or exciting that we've done exciting um and unique um i mean i like so i like my chalk bucket um i don't know how unique that is but it's unique to me and i really like it um so yeah i mean most of the the chalk uh buckets and chalk bags that you see are solid color or are things like that but um now with the ability to print on uh things like x-pac uh that has a lot of uh, inherent structure and rigidity to it. Um, that fabric lends itself really well to, um, to things like a chalk bucket. Cause you need the uh, bag. It's basically just a bag that needs to stand, stand on its own, like stand that attention. You know what I'm saying? So, um, I have a printed chalk bucket that I think is pretty cool. That's for that's rock awesome. climbing, by the way, I didn't mention, uh, <laughs> rock climbing. So that, that's what that, that's that is pretty cool. We have seen some really cool ones like, like Carter, the GM here that you all know his voice Carter, uh, proposed to his fiance or now wife, girlfriend with, uh, with uh, an outdoor yeah, yeah, yeah. printed tarp too. There's Mary. Um, me. Yeah. I can't remember. There, we've seen me some really well. good ones, Avery. Do you remember any other ones that we've seen people print on? 
I mean, it's always fun to see people get like their own artwork and designs printed on. And I think for them, seeing that come to life is really fun from being like a two-dimensional design to having it actually like uploaded to the design tool and playing it around, sizing it the way that you want, and then having that printed on that specific fabric, um, I think is always probably a really exciting time for people to see um, that artwork come to life. Definitely. And Avery, you made a cool one recently as well um, with your, I just remember that as well, but you had a friend that had her grandmother's art printed on one of these for her food bag for the AT. Is that right? Oh. Yeah, I did. My friend is hiking the AT southbound and I wanted to give her a little going away gift. So um, her grandma was a painter and always painted handmade cards for like every holiday, every birthday, like her family has boxes of original things from her grandma. So we took one of her favorite paintings and we had a, um, uploaded it to the custom design tool and had it printed on some 1.43 Dyneema, but we had the painted, we had the painting, um, like flipped and reversed, I guess, mirrored. So it's not just the painting, uh, repeated one way over it's mirrored so it kind of has a trippy psychedelic look um and it's so cool and then you in the corner she really wanted to make sure that her grandma's signature was still on it so you can see her name on the bag multiple times um it's really sweet she loves it so <laughs> now, have i seen this or am i like tripping um i might have sent you a picture of it but i, I we could okay. post it out on the ether <laughs> and if anyone else has any cool custom uploaded projects that they want to share make sure you just tag us on instagram because we love seeing like obviously our designs printed is really cool but it's really neat to see like what other people are creating as far as graphics or paintings and having um yeah. those printed as well For absolutely sure. Yeah. That story is particularly beautiful, Avery. I mean, that's that's the the essence of outdoor ink in a way, isn't it? Like carrying something that's really special with you that is yours, no longer just white or brown, but making it truly yours. So I, I love yeah. that story, and I think that's really cool. And maybe we need I mean, to get Grandma on as a uh, commissioned artist. Or something. <laughs> I mean, I'm just saying, let's not uh, cut ourselves short here. Let's look for the opportunity. Um, sounds like Grandma's got some talent. Well, on that note, Kyle, do you have any plans to bring on any artist series or obviously we have 300 patterns that are going to be uploaded and live to the system, but I'm um, thinking of the future of Outdoor Inc. Do you have any ideas of bringing on artist series or things like that? Definitely. Uh, it's definitely something that we want to do um, and we would have done more of it to this point or before this point, um, if it hadn't been for all the other things that, that we have going on. Um, and you know, it's, there's some logistical challenges too, right? Like you can't, it's easy to say, oh yeah, we're gonna have artists like uh, commissioned artists and we're gonna give them royalties and things like that. But it's actually, when you dig into all the details, there's, yeah, there's some things that you have to get organized and set up um, to have that run smoothly. Uh, but we're starting to be in a place and moving in a direction uh, where we have more, firepower um in uh across the team to to handle some of that stuff so definitely 150 that's something that we want to do we want to work with with great artists um to get amazing and unique um and organic i'm trying to pull out words that that come <laughs> to the top of my head but like you know it's there's the big difference between something that you download from like a you know royalty free site or something like that and a unique creation. Um, you know, one of the 
most popular. It's probably the most popular. I think I can go ahead and like sign my name to that one. Um, <laughs> the most popular pattern in the history of outdoor ink is coloring book. Um, that one pattern has been, I mean, it comes across the, the folding table, like every single day. And I mean, when you're talking about having 300 to 400 patterns, like when you see the same thing over and over and over again, or it's happening every day, then that's a pretty good indication that it's, it's really cool and it's rad. Um, and I think one of the reasons for that is that it's, it's, it just, it's, it's hand drawn, right? So Justin drew all of those, those shapes, um, by, by hand and colored them in. I mean, it's, it's a painstaking process. So <laughs> the more time that, you know, somebody's putting into something like an artist, um, I think the, the better result that, that you get out. Um, and then the cooler that your, uh, gear is, is going to be in, at the end of the day. Coloring book is one of those designs that gets better the more you look at it. Like every single time you get a different portion or a different orientation yeah. of the fabric, something new pops out. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty rad. So we are doing this podcast because we want to learn about outdoor ink and we want to hear it from you, but also we've got a new tool coming. Uh, the custom upload tool is up, but we're also tweaking and getting some tutorials in there to help everybody. Kyle, what can you tell us about the new outdoor ink custom upload tool? Yeah, yeah. So the custom upload tool is live on the site now. You can go and check it out. Uh, and we're going to be producing some training, uh, trainings, also video recordings and things like that that go into the, to the details uh, to show you exactly how to use it and what you can do. Um, but yeah, I mean, basically it is what it sounds like it is. So it's a way for you to upload your own design. So you know, whether that's something that you've gotten a hold of that you have the rights to, um, or something that you've, you know, drawn by hand or painted like, or a picture, anything, it allows you to upload that onto the site and then print it on any of the, I believe it was 32 fabrics that, that we currently print on. Um, so yeah, it's, it's really taking it from being uh, outdooring from being something that you have to choose, uh, like a solid color or a design that we have in our stock gallery and literally opening it up to, anything um in a a way that's that's very user friendly um you know we did have custom printing in the past but to be quite honest the tool freaking sucked um so, so we kind of put the kibosh on uh on that guy and we had a little hiatus for a time but now we're coming back with uh with some good gold, I think um something that's easier to use um that has been thought out um and we're gonna be improving upon this over time so, you know, um, but I think the biggest change is that it allows things like um, a design canvas where you see exactly what something is going to look like printed on fabric uh, before you place the order. So before you whip out your wallet and then put down the cash, you'll be able to see what you're going to get. Um, you can do things like rotating the, the image or uh, the design. You can scale it to any size. Um, you can center it. Um, like if you're doing a, a banner, um, we've spent um, a fair amount of time thinking through different characteristics and features. That's a better word, features. Um, that will make uh, will, that will make the tool better and easier to to use um, for for the end user so for our for our customers um, so yeah that's what it'll do um, you'll also in addition to custom upload you'll be able to choose from any of the the gallery designs and again see exactly what it's going to look like before before you print it 
Yeah, user experience is definitely the name of the game here. I'm working on that video tutorial for everybody and I had never seen this before and immediately jumping into it, I was pretty much well-versed. So you'll you'll be fine. You can check it out. It's fun to play with. You don't have to do anything to just mess around with stuff. You can get inspired, test things out. Um, it's very low risk. You might as well just go have fun with it because uh, you're going to get inspired. I'll give you that much. <laughs> yeah, you can also change. Uh, so speaking to inspiration and yeah i'm just playing around with the tool um i think that uh, one thing that people are going to like uh, a lot is the ability to say uh, crop and also change colors so if you start with a certain you know black and white or you know red purple and blue design you can change that on the fly to a yellow pink and and red i don't know i'm making up colors but uh yeah it just gives you ways to to change the the design um on the fly and play around with with different things so yeah i will say that once you get in there and you start using it you'll probably what your idea of what you thought you wanted your project to look like might turn out even better, hopefully better, because <laughs> I know that when I went in, I just thought I was going to take this painting and have it kind of blown up to about the size of the fabric and have one big image. But when I got in there and started playing with it, like with the colors and the rotation and the mirroring, I was blown away. I was like, this is way cooler than I could have imagined. And it was really all just from like clicking around on the buttons and finding what I like best before I hit the actual like order button. And it was really fun to play around on. So hope you guys get to check it out. Um, this is our last question. Um, and thank you so much, Kyle, for sharing all of that great information with us. But, mm -hmm. uh, one thing looking towards the future is what is in the future for tech, the technical printing industry? And then also maybe what's in the future for the technical printing for Ripstop by the Roll? So the future of technical printing, um, I don't know that I can answer that one as, as well. Uh, but what I can say is that in the immediate future for us, we're going to be concentrating on things. Um, so extending the print process to, to different materials. Um, and that is, is not just fabrics. It's going to extend to what we call narrow goods. Um, so think of things like uh, backpack webbing or hammock straps or uh, elastic um, or, you know, any, any type of grow grain. Um, right. So it's the difference between choosing between black and black uh, for your grow grain um, and <laughs> having the ability to do any color. Um, and I think that just fits in really, really well um, with the make your own gear ethos and, and, you know, a large, one of the pillars of like why, one of the reasons why people do it is just to be able to customize, uh, your own piece of gear. Um, if you want, uh, pink tabs or in, in yellow fabric, uh, you know, whatever you want to do, you'll be able to do it. So it's just, it's expanding, um, beyond fabrics and materials for out the rink and, and bringing, uh, bringing it full circle and kind of rounding out, um, the print process and bringing it to, uh, components and accessories as well. That's the immediate thing that, that we're going to do. That is good news for hammockers and climbers everywhere. I think narrow goods are going to be a hit. Yep, for sure. I think lastly, you touched on something that's really important because I know I get this question all the time running social media, but people are like, Oh, why don't you have this fabric in red? And it's like, you, you can do that, but like make your own special fancy color red. If you saw on yeah. our social media last week, someone 
one color match the color of a carrot to Pantone colors. So <laughs> if you just like really love that carrot color and you want it custom, that can be yours. So I think that also helps obviously from your end, Kyle, cutting back on like ordering specific colors that you know that you have to sell for people versus having them pick their own favorite color and have it printed on fabric for themselves. So it opens up a world of good possibilities. For sure. Definitely. Cool. Well, Kyle, that is all the questions that we have for you. Uh, thanks for sharing the information. Thanks for sharing some knowledge and some time with us and the listeners. Uh, we're really stoked to get this custom upload tool getting out to everybody. Uh, any last words to share with the listeners? Um, no, I don't think so. Uh, we're just excited to, to get going on some new stuff and bring you more rad and innovative um, stuff. Hopefully. Fingers crossed. <laughs> Definitely. It's, I think we've got pretty, we've got pretty good pedigree to show that we, that's kind of what we do. So I think we'll get there. (laughs) Cool. Well, as always, Kyle, thank you. And uh, we appreciate it. All right. Thanks guys. Peace. We created Ripstop by the Roll to fuel the DIY revolution and serve the maker community that supports it. Through world-class service, innovative products, and cutting edge capabilities, it is our promise to always put the success and satisfaction of our fellow makers, AKA our customers above all else. We're here for you. If you need anything, don't hesitate to ask. Now let us make.